Hey, do it. We in person, man. How does it feel? In person. Is this our second time in person? Second time in person. The other time, man. the last time was Miami. Episode nine. Check it out. Check it out. Man. Check it out. Not as good of lightning in Miami. You know, it was in Little Havana. So given very much, you know, Cuban drug lord vibes. But <laughs> don't say that now. It's demonetized. It's it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you know. And if if they demonetize us, they'll be say hello to my little friend. Right. <laughs> anyway cheap jokes are done cheap jokes are done right well first of all happy holidays to everybody who's tuning in here on episode 18 of the block to block podcast the best podcast in the world for all things web3 here we break down the technology what's going on in the market and the ways in which you can benefit i am nft and jack and i am web3 wayne and over here the talk is different Always, baby, always. It's the only way for the talk to be. Man, the talk is so different that you got to give them the disclaimer. Oh, man, we can't forget about that. And we're just here to let you know that this podcast is purely for informational purposes only. We will not be responsible if you lose your money because we are giving you information for you then to take to your financial advisor or any other certified professional to get actual financial advice for your finances. So do with this what you must do, do with this what you will. We hope that you make some money, but know that we are not advising you to do anything. So with that, let's start the pod. Let's get started. Let's, let's get, get started. started. Man. All right. All right. Man, I'm excited. Like, this is 18 straight weeks of back to back podcast content pure work like four months four and a half months man listen and it's been tough listen i'm doing let y'all know you know he has been the 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 bedrock foundation (laughs) of this podcast because there were weeks where i was like look the talk is different but it might not be for for people watching block to block they might have to catch a different talk another week talk about something Mama, dude, I'm sick. <laughs> I was like, all right. I got my wisdom teeth pulled. He was like, you know what? Don't matter. People, get, people get their wisdom teeth pulled every day, B. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just all about the dedication, all about the consistency. And that's what we just want to show you all, that we're super dedicated. Yep. And we want to really be your partner and navigate in this world of Web3, right? And man, we got a fire episode for you today. Like, you know, bef- outside of just like the market stuff and which we're going to get into, like we're going to give you our official recap of the top stories, the top themes of 2022. Oh, the whole year. We give them the whole year? The whole year. Right, I mean, cool, even though cool, we only cool, started cool. 18 weeks ago, I mean, yeah, 17 weeks ago. I mean, you know. You got to get the whole year. It be what it be. You know what I'm saying? So it 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 makes sense that we start off with, you know, some stories. We're gonna ease them into that part of it. Right, right, but, right. But 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 let's 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 give the people some some you know uh some some market updates. You wanna start with that? Let's let's do that. Let's do I can I can kick us off, matter of fact. I can kick yeah, us yeah, off. Yeah. Let's do off. a quick transition. Okay, quick into a quick take. Ooh, 
I like that. I like that. And so the quick take for today, we are seeing NFT platforms go to zero royalty policies. What? And if if you were following, if you're a creator, I'm sure one of the, the biggest draws that NFTs have had for you is the ability to make royalties. Right. We we've seen in the you know in the past as a creator. You can only really monetize from that first sale, right? So with NFT technology, being able to, you know, have the, the buyers, the holders of your artwork, then resell and you still profit from that is huge. It's really huge. But what we're seeing is with the way that the market is shaping out, uh, there, there's really just, you know, this, this air of the resellers, you know, the traders or even people who are collectors, they are, you know, seeing those royalty fees become a hindrance to what they're doing mm. in terms of reselling or whatever it may be, right? So economic conditions, it seems, is really, you know, shaping how these NFT marketplaces are even employing their royalty, which is the biggest, one of the biggest selling points of NFTs. Um, on their marketplaces. So just to name a few, right? We have PseudoSwap, X2Y2, Looks Rare, and even Magic Eden mm. joining the party. And it's not purely zero royalty policies that they're implementing. Some have uh, flexible royalty. Uh, some have optional royalties. So we're, we're seeing a range of the policies shift when it comes to royalties, but it's really signaling that the tides may be turning when it comes to, uh, especially those digital assets, the royalty features that's baked into a lot of these NFT marketplaces. Right. Um, you know the within, you know the the news, a uh, uh, person who's been kind of loud about you know the the shift and the change is the CEO of Zora, which is an NFT and DAO platform. Um, he's really just talked about how, you know, this was something that was important to artists, mm -hmm. right? Artists were saying that, you know, I'm getting to this NFC thing because of the resale, because of, you know, how artists have been kind of ostracized within the market. And to see it kind of shifting in a different way has is, is really been something that's, that's hard to see uh, for himself. So. You know, with that, the last thing, you know, with the this article, just uh, talking a little bit more about some of these marketplaces, right? So Magic Eden and OpenSea in response has even implemented some protocols. Um, mm. So they're kind of like open creator protocols, if you will. And basically what it is, is those platforms are allowing creators to say, hey, I don't want my uh, NFT to be able to be sold on a marketplace that isn't going to enforce royalties. Mm, right. Okay. Or on Magic Eden specifically. So that's OpenSea. Magic Eden specifically, um, what their protocol is, is saying, hey, you have the ability to enforce the royalties so that people can't get around that. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how these marketplaces deal with the royalty aspect. The royalty situation. Um, if you're an artist out there, that's another element of marketplaces that you need to look into. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hint, hint, wink, wink. The Timbuktu uh, is is going to be 
you know, staying true to its royalty roots. Mm -hmm. So definitely check that platform out if you haven't heard about it. Uh, go give it a follow at the Timbuktu on all social media. Timbuktu is T-I-M-B-U-C-K-T-O-O. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's crazy out here in this in this this web three winter world. Absolutely. And but it is good to see that there are protocols in place to ensure that like for the creators who are like, yo, like these royalties are like what are really making making me able to like have a living because there's right. been numerous articles out there written saying like how this whole star struggling artist, starving artist narrative has yeah. been challenged by these NFTs having the ability to give like this royalties. So yeah, to seeing that they at least have the option to like have these rules that say, hey, like don't put my work on platforms that don't have the royalty right. rules enforced. Like that's good to see. Right. But it's crazy because my question is outside of the royalty factor, what would you say would be like the big value prop for NFTs? for the creators, like for our viewers? Outside of royalties, for mm -hmm. NFTs, for the creators. Yeah, for the person who's like, oh, you know, I make digital art or something digital. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, with the, the way marketplaces are currently constructed, I don't know if I'm being honest, right? I yeah. mean, you know, that was a, a really big piece of it uh, money talk BS walks, and I think that was a a part of NFTs that that made it so great, you know. But outside of that, you know, as as we see the market mature and we see new technologies come into play, community is going to be a big as aspect of NFT technology and the the ability that that gives you, right? The connection to your buyer to your holder. Um, you know, and, and when it comes to art, it's not just about that piece. It's about that piece, but then the ecosystem that the piece lives within and all those other pieces that holds other artworks that, you know, this creator is, is creating. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we I think, you know, what this means too, I guess, to, to add on that that's a great question, because. You know, we, we may see, I think there was this air or this space where NFTs was operating so much differently than regular art. Mm -hmm. but we may see that that shift may, you know, center a little bit more and we may go back to a, a little bit more uh, ground level. You know, we're coming back down to earth when it comes to art and, and how that moves and Right. How it's you know the values determine and who wants it and things like that, right? And then also just like the underlying technology of the blockchain, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because absolutely. you know, especially when it comes to the creative fields, like we've seen it a lot over the years in like fine arts, um, fashion in particular, music. There's a lot of stealing going on, like for lack of a better term, right? Yes, like people yes, will yes. take credit for your work that they had no part of making, right? So, yeah. you know, that's one positive attribute. Like, okay, yes, the royalty thing is a huge killer in a sense. Mm -hmm. However, you can still use the blockchain to like verify that you were like the original creator of whatever Very piece true. that you made. And 
you can see like that transaction history, despite in these scenarios of these platforms not having the royalty um, implemented. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mama do the optimist. We love it. <laughs> we love it. I mean, yeah, it, it, you, you have a, a great point there. Um, you know, blockchain technology does in NFTs does, you know, give you that ability. Um, I was just thinking, you know, as, as a creator, you know, if I'm in the, the creator shoes, it's like all of that is fine and dandy, but uh, where's the bread? But why, you know, artists, we want to hear from y'all. Why did you first get into NFT technology? Why were you interested in NFTs? Why did you feel like you were being left out? Was it because of the ownership piece or was it what that ownership piece meant in terms of the royalties and the other aspects of, you know, that technology? Because I think you bring up a good point, right? When it comes to authenticity, um, before people were able to, if, you know, if the project or if the artwork is popular enough, just say, hey, let me make a fake of it and sell it as an original. Mm-hmm. So I think we should hear from the artist. Yeah, definitely make sure you comment down below in this video. If you're listening on like audio, share with like all your artists and friends and colleagues and hit us up on social media. You know? Yes, yes. Like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you share it with your people. Yeah, stop. it's the season of giving. The season of my giving. My brothers and my sisters. Give your people this knowledge. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. For those who are listening on audio, I'm ro- I'm rocking this Versace. It's not Versace, but this dope Christmas sweater that got Santa riding a T-Rex. So all of that in the spirit, you got to be aggressive with your giving. That's the that's the idea behind the sweater. Don't make that face. You know I want you y'all, all the listeners to know I'm making a very stank face. Y'all got to. If if you are listening only, you might have to switch over to the YouTube because uh, it's fire. Don't, don't be mad because it's Dior. <laughs> no, it's the door. <laughs> oh man! But thanks for that quick take, bro. Yeah, man. You know, least I could do kick us off with a quick take to get it started. Switching it up on me. Gotta switch it up. Switch it up. Switch and we're gonna switch over to some market news, man. It's so crazy, y'all. So the governor of India's central bank said at the G20 summit that the next financial crisis will be from crypto if it's not banned. Dang. Let's let that sink in. That's deep. So as we know, in general, right, like cryptocurrency is very contentious. It's very polarizing. It's either you love it or you hate it. You got those who are like, yes, DeFi, we love crypto. And you have those, especially bigger institutions, governments, especially in countries throughout the globe who are like more anti-crypto. And this seems to be the sentiment over in India. So India is currently the president of the G20 um, group, which is just the group of the 20 most powerful um, governments in the world or the 20 largest economies. So, you know, just to give some context, the G20 group is 19 countries plus the European Union. They represent 90% of global GDP, 80% of global trade, and two thirds of the world's population. It's a huge group. And what they do informally 
they meet <laughs> to just talk about, you know, just their overall initiatives when it comes to like global policy, global economic policy. And so since India is now the president for the G20 group for this term, they have the power to set the agenda and on their agenda, they're talking about just how they want to view global crypto rulemaking. And India has, the Central Bank of India has a very anti-private crypto stance. And we'll get into that. So essentially what they're saying is, you know, the next financial crisis is going to come from these private cryptocurrencies and regulation is not going to have any impact. And instead, this is because it's really just a speculative asset class. You know, it has direct quote, they have no underlying value. They have huge inherent risk for our macroeconomic and financial st stability. And I am yet to hear any good credible argument about what public good or public purpose it serves. So very harsh. Essentially, they don't see the value of private crypto. And when they talk about private crypto, they mean like these cryptocurrencies like the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, these decentralized currencies that aren't owned or controlled by the government. But instead, what they are a proponent of, you know, the central bank is what's known as a CBDC, a central bank digital currency. So a digital currency that is backed by the government and, you know, it's just like your U.S. dollar or your fiat currency, but in digital form. So you may be wondering, well, OK, there it seems like the same thing, like Bitcoin and Ethereum are digital coins and these CBDCs are digital coins too, or digital currencies. Like, what's the big deal? So there's like some really distinct nuances that we have to talk about, right? So one, when it comes to ownership, remember these private cryptocurrencies, which are being described as like your crypto, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, like how we know it, they're not owned by no central authority, like aka the government right these are like private sector type asset classes which have no central control and they exist on the blockchain the cbdc's are owned and controlled by the government so that's one big difference a second big difference for the cbdc's is they most of them are not on the blockchain you know they're just made within like these governmental um, databases, if you will, right? Mm. And once again, as we talk about the value of like blockchain technology, you just think about it. It's like all of these interconnected, decentralized databases that are able to, you know, verify the transaction data that talk occurs on the network, right? right? They talk, they to, talk one to one another. Makes sense. Right. Makes sense. And so in theory, it's like kind of like a power to the people type thing. There's no central control it's more empowering like this empowerment of data versus the cbdc's you know it's the same old playbook of currency control by the government yeah not saying that's good or bad but that's like the big difference right so ultimately yeah the central bank of india they're pretty anti-crypto and they're but they're pro cbdc 
they they're making making a hard move to to get rid of crypto. That that must mean that they're scared. That's that's what it sounds like to me. It's, it's, talk it's, to the people. They're scared. Oh, 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 talk to the people. Talk Whoa, to them. he trying he trying to set me up. He trying to make me uh beef with the the whole Indian government. This is not what I signed up for, Mama Do. <laughs> this ugly sweater is is changing you, my brother. It's changing. It's the T Rex, brother. No, but. You know, people are mostly scared of things that that they see as threats. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to try to strike down things that they see as threats. Um, you know, I think it's hard to to say that there's like no public good to it, right? And I think where my confusion comes in is like, what's the good of the central bank digital currency, right? Because well, I'm sure, but I'm sure there's an answer, but I'm sure that the answer is the same answer of these private cryptos as well right except the element of like the government is behind it i mean and that's really the big difference right like oh it's backed by the good faith of the government so the idea being because let's let's be honest right especially when we've been seeing this crypto winter when people begin to scam a finesse like a lot of times if you lose your crypto you just lost your crypto it True. is what it is like True. maybe like <laughs> every once in a while there's like these hackers who will give back a little bit because they got a ransom paid out to them. Mm. But if you lose your crypto, you lost it. Yeah. But you know, this is true. when it comes to, you know, at least here in the United States, like when you think about like the money that you have in banks and whatnot, you're, you're insured to a certain percent. I mean, right. a certain um, dollar amount. Right. So right. that's one aspect that could be argued in favor of the CBDCs. Mm. However, the big thing is most of these CBDCs are not on blockchain networks. Right. And right. as you broke down a couple of episodes ago, like these blockchain networks, they're able to, you know, verify these transactions and we're able to eliminate a lot of issues when it comes to traditional financial services. Right. So it's like right. a give and a take. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And <clears throat> we talked about as well, decentralization, how much that matters. Right. And, and, how uh just you know important that's been for web3 in general right you know from from the start i think it is big when it comes into uh talking about just like the innovation and, and really where financial markets and financial uh transactions services if you will um wants to go to and move towards right being more effective efficient um being more fair and equitable and, and open and transparent um i think it takes we take a step back right from the, the those things when we bring those central banks into it yeah so. i mean it's interesting because with the introduction of cryptocurrency there's this big notion about getting more liberation right like the mm-hmm. financial inclusion for those who are not banked like who don't have access to financial services because as long as you have an internet connection you can get crypto. Yeah. Right? Right. right. So it's supposed to be seen as like more accessible, more inclusive, like a paradigm shift in terms of like how we work with money. But it's it's tough because at the same time, we're ta- when we talk about banks and all these financial institutions, we're talking about multi-trillion dollar space. Right. I don't think they're just going to like right. say, oh, okay, we're just going to use these trillions. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, they're gonna have our money. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't need us. 
Equity. It's just been around for centuries. Equity. <laughs> right. So it, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. And I want to see how this spears the conversation for like global crypto regulation. Because it's not like all of the other 19 members are in total agreement with India. Like there's a difference of opinion. Right. So right. we have to see. Okay. Stay tuned. We are. <laughs> Stay tuned every week, every Thursday. Watch block to block because we cover everything in Web3 to make sure that you're well equipped. That was a word from our sponsor, which is NFT and Jai. <laughs> make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share with your folks. They want to hear this knowledge. Gift them with the holiday cheer. The holiday cheer. And if you want to gift us with some holiday cheer and ensure that I have a nice sweater for the next episode, you can also support the podcast. You know, click the link down in the description below. You can support us via Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. But, Show. Yeah. But uh, tell us a little bit about the market, man. I think this is a good time to talk about the market and, and where we're going and yeah. where we need to be. Oh, man, man, man. So... The NFT market, you know, every week we like to just take a look at how the NFT market is performing in terms of sales activity, because it gives a good indication in terms of like how much commerce is being traded in this space, right? So for NFT specifically, within the past seven days, we have seen total sales drop by 8.19%. So we're at the 35,900. 31 transactions within the past seven days and but you know once again as we've seen within the last few episodes while we may see significant drops in terms of the total sales volume um the value of those total sales barely dropped by like less than half a percent so like by 0.46 percent the value of these sales are at 22.1 million but also, we got to remember, like, the time of year we're at. You know, it's the time right. of the ugly Christmas sweaters. Right, right, right. right. People are spending People their are just discre- yeah, the discretionary <clears throat> monies on right. gifts. Right, it's, right. You know, right. it's the holiday season. So I'm not Absolutely. too surprised by this. Yeah, and I mean, too, with, with this signals, right, we talk about volume uh, versus, you know, the, the total amount that's that's moved. It's signaling that really a lot of the transactions are happening at the top, mm-hmm. right? You know, the, the top movers when, you know, it comes to, to crypto, we talked about Utes. I think Utes is up there. Yep. You know, those top NFT projects are really the ones that experience success, continued success in this market. And I'm sure that like, you know, with how things are looking, we will still see those perform but even those may start to to come down so it'll be interesting to see right we may get little changes to volume but we may see uh you know the the total transactions start to to come down to earth even more which is tough to think about but um you know that may be the the situation in the the environment that we're living in right now so Mm. um we'll have to continue to monitor right these two uh, points, data points that Mamadou gives every week is really showing us, you know, what's going on in terms of the market, in terms of how many projects are moving. Um, and then from there, the amount, the cost of those projects 
And what we're seeing is, you know, we're, we're seeing an 8% drop in the total number, but barely any movement in the cost, right? In, in the, the cost of, of those projects. So, um, you know, just be aware that, that things are a little bit pulled at the top right now. Absolutely. Cool. Alpha blood. Man. Alpha blood, but Oof. man, with all these numbers, all these statistics, all these stories, it's been a hell of a ride with block to block. Yes. yes. So it's only right <clears throat> uh -oh. that we, we, we give a recap of like some of the Ooh. biggest, most meaningful stories that are we bring in space. Are we bringing back the relink recap? The relink recap. Oh, <laughs> wow. Bring back some history. Look, if you don't know, that's because you're not following us on social media at Relink Global. Check us out. Man, we've been doing this for a while now, man. Listen, the dedication didn't start at the beginning of Block to Block. Trust. It started way before that. So, um, know your history, you youngins. Our archives, you know, we got archives. You go into our archives, you'll see the uh, Relink recap series as well. Um, but yeah, let's let's give the people a recap. Twenty twenty two. What has happened in the crypto web three world? And it would be remiss if we didn't start off with the amazing successes of the beginning of the year. Seventeen billion dollars in transactions in Q one. What? Wow. Think about that. 17 billion to 32 million a week. Whew. Whew. Man, you got hey. We went from 17 hey. billion to 32 million. And you know, a lot happened in the meantime and in between time. So, you know, there was a lot of promise in the beginning. And we even seen, you know, a, a you know, a, a real positive campaign. Crypto was helping uh, those in Ukraine that were affected by the, the invasion by Russia. Um, you know, we've seen a, a lot of good things coming out. Of course, the, the numbers were amazing. Um, people were making money out the wazoo. It looked like the moon was a never-ending destination that we would reach. And then, as they say, the lunar roof started to cave in mm. and by the lunar roof i do mean the collapses of the may month period starting off well i don't know if it started but i'm pretty sure it did starting off with terra luna and man 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 once those dominoes start to fall as we've seen if you've been watching the past few weeks the dominoes they fall in succession. So we saw so many companies uh, get affected by what I would say was the, the first alarm of the crypto winter, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we saw Luna, Voyager, BlockFi, Three Arrows Capital, and, and many other companies that were connected and within those, those ecosystems with those companies start to collapse. And, you know, why this was so big is because it wasn't just, you know, these one-off projects that were failing or it was rug pulls. 
these were institutional players mm-hmm. that had real skin in the game being affected, right? Being, you know, brought to zero by market conditions. So that was really concerning. Um, and, you know, really started the, the first domino effect for the Web3 market. Crazy. So that's, that's, that's what we got to in the middle of the year to where it was like, all right, well, you know, if you know, it's not if you looking don't too know. pretty. It's not looking too pretty. Yeah. At all. But okay, so we, we saw these major players collapsing around that time in May, and I believe in June, Celsius collapsed as well. Yes. Right. So yes. however, going on this timeline in following months, you know, we did see a trend of positivity. Mm. Right. Starting with a story that you cover in depth. Okay. The Ethereum merge. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, I'm just looking. That happened on, we covered out on episode four of yes. the podcast yes. back on September 15th. Yes. The merge occurred. The merge occurred. Very true. Yeah. So this was just a matter in which Ethereum, which is in terms of cryptocurrency, they're the second largest crypto, they have the second largest cryptocurrency called Ether. Um, shout out to Nas. And when it comes to dApps, decentralized applications, these applications that exist on the blockchain, they're the biggest network provider in this whole Web3 ecosystem, right? Like all your big NFT projects like Board 8 Yard Club, they exist on Ethereum. A lot of this NFT activity occurs on Ethereum. They're, like, they're the biggest. So, however, they weren't the most efficient at one point in time. They was on what was called a proof of work protocol, which was a lot more energy intensive. So once again, go watch episodes two and three in which we cover just the differences in like a proof of work protocol and like the impact that it has on the environment and why the White House actually commissioned a report and a study be done on the impact of crypto assets yeah. on the climate on climate change initiatives. Yeah. But yeah, there was on a proof of work protocol which was where you have this, all of this um, mining that occurs, right? Where you have all of these different um, um, nodes in which, or computers, and essentially like people set up to like solve these complicated mathematical equations in order to win the ability to validate a transaction on the blockchain, which rewards them with some cryptocurrency, in this case, um, Ether. And it, that whole process, it took a lot just to say that process. It's that <laughs> energy intensive. <laughs> and so what they did is they moved over to a proof of stake protocol mm-hmm. in which instead of everybody competing, it's just more so of a matter of you stake up or you put up like your ETH mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. And whoever has the most ETH, then you're able to win that ability to make that, val- that um, transaction validation. Mm-hmm. And so that is a thousand times more energy efficient and so it was huge because you know once again you're the as the biggest player in the space in terms of dap the dap ecosystem and growing and still growing you have to be able to be efficient you just have to yeah and so yeah they move to they 
did really part one of the four parts of the merge. Yep. Yeah. And you know, once again, watch episode four. Derek breaks down all parts of the merge. Yeah. We won't get into those details now, but yeah. it was able to make that transition. Now they're a lot more energy efficient, and they're aiming to finish phase two of the merge within. I want to say the end of Q1 of 2023. So we'll cover that more next week. Right. But and, that was major news. And, and you know, you know, in in the spirit of what you mentioned with the regulation and how that affected Ethereum. We also saw another bit of regulation coming through as well, which was the the bill to basically categorize crypto and put it under either the SEC or the CFTC. And really, you know, those regulators in Washington are starting to to look at, hey, how do we want to handle crypto? We know that there needs to be some overwatch. There needs to be some regulation. How do we want to handle that? Right. And um, interestingly enough, it was very much tied to like a lot of things to the next episode within the Web3 world that happened after that, because a guy by the name of Sam Bankman-Fried was in Washington championing the bill. Right. And this was very controversial because many people within Web3, DeFi, crypto um they were against the bill they they felt that it you know would cause that centralization that we've seen in the past mm-hmm. it really didn't allow for innovation uh, like they thought it would happen and should happen um but sam thought hey we need regulation i welcome regulation um and then all of a sudden ties turn and we haven't heard much about the bill um, i know it's still out there but Tides did turn mm-hmm. for Sam Bankman Fried and FTX. And we spent the last few few weeks, if you will, covering that. Covering that. If you haven't seen it, go back, watch those episode episodes. 12. Yep. Um, there's some clips out there as well. Definitely check it out. Um, but quick story. He apologized. He didn't know that. His company that he once owned had a backdoor to the company that he now runs. Yeah, my my meter went off as well. Sounds legit. Yeah, <laughs> he is now arrested and is back in the states from the Bahamas. He's been extradited and is chilling at his parents' house after posting a twenty-five million dollar bond. I wouldn't call it chilling though, because if I owe my parents twenty-five million. And a bail bondsman touring 50 million. I'd be stressed. Woo. I don't even think I can count that high. 25 mil? 250? Guess a quarter what? billion? Guess what? Wouldn't be me though. Oh, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, the whole FTX saga. And we're not gonna beat on the topic too much longer, but it really just had this domino effect which furthered um made the price of a lot of these cryptocurrencies go down right like we've seen it especially with projects that were backed by ftx mm, like right. because ftx was like a big investor we even mentioned it on the episode when we talked about utes yeah. of like how ftx has their own venture venture capital firm when in which they invest in like web3 projects yeah like it had a huge domino effect because remember they were the number two player in terms of crypto exchanges in the world 
only second to Binance. So, yeah, yeah. crazy. And, you know, it also brings us to like the final piece that we want to talk about for this recap, which is the matter of cybersecurity. Big one. What we've seen, we covered it. Episode nine, look at the, we, and episode eight actually was the first time we started covering this. Mm. Like within this year, billions, like 10 plus billions worth of crypto assets have been stolen from exchanges via hacking, cyber attacks. You know, oftentimes what happens is these groups will expose any type of vulnerability within a crypto exchange. So maybe it's something like there's like a bridge protocol which is when you're sending crypto assets from like one network to another network and they'll attack that bridge or find any sort of vulnerability to steal these assets. And it's become so commonplace. What happens is a lot of these organizations where they be DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations, you see the boys, they're, they're on the case. It's so much cybersecurity crime that the police are outside Interrupting the best web free podcast in the world. Uh, I couldn't hold it in. I couldn't hold it in. But nonetheless, like it, it became so rampant, rampant that a lot of these organizations like DAOs, crypto exchanges, what have you, would have separate wallets or reserves strictly to pay off hackers. Right. Like ransomware. That's right. what it's called. Like that's what really became big within the space. And so what we always tell you the viewers is you have to protect yourself when it comes to crypto exchanges in general they're great easy locations to purchase your cryptocurrency but do not keep your crypto in those accounts what you need to do is have your own wallet whether that's like a non-custodial wallet like a metamask a coinbase wallet uh wallet connect what have you or a code wallet, like a hardware wallet, like a Ledger Nano, where you you know put your own crypto into this hard drive that's like offline. Like you have to own your own keys. Diversify your holdings today. Yeah, today because today. it's not these. I don't trust these exchanges. Not saying they're bad companies, but there's so much cybersecurity so, hacks that you have to protect yourself. Yeah, so those are like some of the biggest stories. Like we've seen a lot of the positivity in terms of, you know, Ethereum. Um, we also, we failed to mention, but like we've seen a lot of Web2 organizations, if you will, start, start to, to adopt Web3 technology. Yeah. You know, we mentioned Starbucks as one, Nike, um, just so many who are Reddit. just- Reddit. Reddit became the the highest- uh, NFT the, marketplace. The, yeah, the the- most, I think it was gross volume. It wasn't like the... It was in uh, terms of total users on the platform. Right, right, right. Yeah, or right. while it's connected to the platform. And then um, we've seen a lot of these companies too, like JP Morgan, start mm -hmm. putting in these patents and these trademarks right. for certain Web3 products. JP Morgan wallet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nike has like a ridiculous number of patents mm -hmm. on just mm -hmm. like their own digital... NFTs for their shoes and whatnot. So right. we've seen like the adoption of more widespread outside of like the traditional tech companies of this technology. But we've also seen 
how volatile the space can be. And if you're not always looking to protect yourself, you can be at risk to lose it all. And we would be remiss if we don't encourage you to please do your own research, like tune into Block to Block each week. Let us know which topics you want us to cover, but also make sure that you have your own wallets, that you keep your crypto assets in those wallets that you own. And, you know, you got to know how to evaluate these these blockchain products, these Web3 projects, which now nah, we'll say that. Nah, we'll next, week, say, next week, next week, next week, next week. We'll, we'll next say week. that. We'll say that. All right, all right, all right. Cool. Hey, man, this has been a great episode. Glad we could do this in person. Most stuff, man. You know, to, to kick off, to end off the year, uh, kick off the holidays. Um, you know, we just want to say happy holidays to everybody. Thank you to whoever is viewing, whenever you're viewing. Happy holidays to you. This is a special Christmas edition of the Block to Block podcast. Mama, do take us out. Man. All I got to say is thank you once again. We appreciate you all for joining us on this journey. And remember, in 2023, every week we'll be here. But for now, peace.